0: Working on the road for a living, or traveling a lot in general, can really take a toll not only on our mental, but also our physical health. This is the Road to Health Podcast, and I am Tamar, your host for this adventure. Recently, I started a career where I'm traveling a lot more than I ever have, which of course has brought to light some challenges I must now face in terms of achieving and maintaining a healthier lifestyle. Join me on my journey as I implement the strategies I've learned from the experts I work with to lose 40 pounds by June 1st, 2020. I found, although it's not always easy to resist the temptations the road brings, by using a few key strategies, it can help mitigate the damage. So, if you struggle to make healthy choices on the road like I do, join me on the road to health. Welcome and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Road to Health Podcast. My name is Tamar, your host for this adventure. So this is a really special episode of the Road to Health Podcast. I am super pumped because in this episode... I got to interview Adam Shibley, a.k.a. the PhD, the previously heavy dude. He is the host of a top-ranked podcast called The Million Pound Mission, as well as Casting the Pod. Now, you may ask, Tamar, why is this so special? Well, let me tell you. So I am part of a group that he has called the Transformation Reboot Group. Now I signed up for this group earlier this year after hearing his podcast, The Million Pound Mission, And the reason this is so special is because had I not had a friend that told me to listen to podcasts, had I not looked up health and fitness podcasts and found Adam's podcast, and then had I not took a chance and signed up for his transformation reboot group, I would have never actually been in this position that I'm in today. You know, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And the fact that I did all that and it led to where I am today is just super special for me because- The Transformation Reboot Group is a community of super supportive people. We get to hold each other accountable. We do challenges, we do group chats, we're all like-minded, and we also get one-on-one coaching calls with Adam. Back in September, I was fortunate enough to be able to attend one of Adam's events. I actually went with a friend from the Transformation Reboot Group, Paula, she's amazing. Um, We like to call that weekend our life-changing weekend because it really was. We got so much good information. It was incredible. Um, But on Friday, we got to spend some one-on-one time with Adam, which was fantastic. He introduced us to Allison Melody from Food Heals Nation, which was awesome. And then on the day of the event, we got to head down a little bit early, and we were introduced to JJ Flazanes from the Fit to Love podcast we were also introduced to Rob Dion from Open Sky Fitness and the Official Coffee Diet as well as Chris McPeak from the Elevate Your 8 podcast so to be in a room with these influencers and these experts in the health and wellness industry was almost surreal you know it was such a positive energy i loved every minute of it. And that's why I'm so excited that I'm interviewing Adam today. And you get to hear the information. He is such a wealth of knowledge. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to do a part two of this interview, because there is so much that he could share that would help. And so I'm really pumped that uh, Adam is my first interview. And I really hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so I'm super excited. Uh, today, I am interviewing Adam Shibley, aka the PhD previously a heavy dude. He has a top rank podcast called The Million Pound Mission and also Casting the Pod, which I am listening to, and that is how I started my little adventure. So, hey, Adam.
1: Tamar, I am so excited to be here. Congrats on launching your own podcast. I'm so excited to see where you take this, and I'm uh, fired, fired up to be one of your first interviews here.
0: Well, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it because usually it's the other way around. So this is pretty exciting for me.
1: I know. It's it's a little like Twilight Zone for me being on this side of the mic with you.
0: It is, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I've finally taken over. Yes. <laughs> it's happened.
1: She's drunk <laughs> with power, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> That's right. I'm on a mission. So um, I'm part of your Transformation Reboot Group, and I found that out through the Million Pound Mission. And... There's been so many things that have helped me in well developing my career and also uh, starting this podcast. But let's get into a little bit about how you got to that point. You know, how did the transformation reboot come to fruition?
1: Well, it starts with my own transformation story, which uh, a lot of influencers and leaders of communities, the kind of the good ones, it seems like it starts with them. Like they go through their own thing, then they lead by example. So my my story started about 12 years ago when I weighed 327 pounds. Uh, I ended up going on my own journey. Like I said, uh, you know, I just decided for things to change. I needed to change for things to get better. I had to get better. And I started leveling up in a lot of areas of my life. And I ended up losing 100 pounds. It took me five years, which I'm not ashamed of or sad about because I, I, I got it off and I kept it off. And that's, that's the whole point. And, you know, the whole like... The road to health i don't care how long that road is it's that the destination that counts right right so right. Uh, as i did that uh it took me five years like i said and over that five-year period i also created a business and i started helping help people in my hometown we did a uh, 30 pounds worth of transformations in that same five-year time span and things kind of took off from there uh, i had my gym going and uh, then i started doing the podcast people once the gym really took off, a lot of people hit me up about doing a franchise, and that just wasn't, um, I'm not really excited about being the boss of lots and lots of people. Uh, I'm, I'm barely good at being the boss of myself. <laughs> so
0: I know what that I, feels like. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I found out about podcasting, and I'm like, this could be my jam because I like to speak. I like to interact. Um, I really enjoy learning and facilitating learning so i started the million pound mission podcast and now we are uh, collecting weight donations where people can listen to the show they implement a thing they lose 7 pounds they donate that weight loss to the million pound mission they see the ticker go up and we're you know approaching 60,000 pounds worth of weight donated from podcast listeners and we're heading towards that million pounds and and from that the community like any podcaster eventually well not not every podcaster but many many podcasters Think about monetization down the road, mm-hmm. like okay, I want this to be a part of how I earn my living and sponsors and things like that sometimes happen, but for the average Joe podcaster like myself, it's about okay how can I coach how can I impact how can I create a course or a program and the the transformation reboot community that you're in uh, is a big part of how I'm doing that and it's a part of the way that I you know, feed my family and things like that. So it's pretty, it's pretty darn cool to have a business ecosystem built around a podcast and helping people get healthy, helping helping them change their life and be able to earn a living doing that. So that's kind of the story of how we got to where I am now.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think community has been such a big thing for me because for so long, even in my previous weight loss journey, I did 75 pounds over a year, but I couldn't keep it off because I didn't have that support or that help or a plan for that matter. So when I first downloaded your battle plan workbook, I noticed that, Hey, you know what, even if I fall, I'm still on plan. And that's one of the things that you talk about a lot in the group.
1: Yeah. And you hit several of my key focus points there with just so many people on their journey to getting healthy. They feel like they're solo and a lot of them have done this, this battle before, and they've lost weight and gained it back. And they start to say things like, "Well, I've done this so many times. Why can't I do this on my own? I I should be able to do this on my own by now. And that's not the way we should be thinking about it. It's kind of like the quickest way to to get to where you want to be is to see somebody that's already done that and learn from them and surround yourself with like-minded people like that to go on the journey together for accountability, for support, for camaraderie for that extra energy for that boost when you have a bad holiday season you start to slip you've got that friend that accountability anchor point that coach that community member there to catch you and keep you moving forward in the right direction so just having that community um it's it's everything really as far as i'm concerned and then having a game plan so many people are willing to work hard and they do work hard, but they are running enthusiastically in the wrong direction, and they don't, re- and they don't realize it. You know, <laughs> they're running really like hard. <laughs> yeah, they're running really hard, but they don't know. You know, they're just, and you know, I, you know, you can't hold those people at fault because they are trying very hard, but they get frustrated, and they say, "Oh, that thing didn't work for me, or that that plan didn't work for me, keto didn't work for me, or or Weight Watchers, or yoga, or whatever that personal trainer that didn't work for me." But a lot of times it's just the lack of a plan and more specifically, the lack of understanding what throws you off that plan. That's, as you know, what I really kind of hang my hat on is if we can fix those transformation danger zones, then pretty much any plan will work that we decide to put a lot of effort behind.
0: Right. And I love how you focus on the transfer or the, you know, the danger zones. And every week we can plan something where it's like, okay, I know I've got for you guys Thanksgiving coming up and how do we navigate around that without too much damage? So I think that's a huge part of it too, because I don't think enough people look at that side of it. It's just like, okay, what do I need to eat? How often do I have to work out? Go.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right, Tamar. And hardly anybody ever thinks about this. And I do the whole, uh, Hole in the road analogy, and this tends to shock people's brain into taking the correct way. Where I say, all right, we're 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 on the left side of the road. We want to get to the right side of the road, but there's a hole in the middle of the road, and you know we can walk a straight line and fall right into the hole. We'll climb out and go. Oh, well, walking didn't work. I'm gonna ride a bike, and boom, right back into the hole. Climb out, uh, go get a car. Boom, drive right into the same hole. And it's not the modality of trans transportation. It is the problem, the hole in the road, that's the mm-hmm. issue. So uh, you know, if you deal with, uh, with traveling for work, if you're out there on the road and you can't maintain a diet every time you go to business meetings, or if you go on a vacation and you don't go, get back in the gym for three months after the vacation, that's the hole in the road. And it doesn't matter if you're Weight Watchers, Intermittent Fasting, Keto, you have the best personal training in the world, If you don't fix the issue that you keep falling into it doesn't matter if you walk you ride your bike or you drive your car that issue still exists and nothing's gonna work but people keep blaming the uh the modality the 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 paleo the keto intermittent fasting but if you know that anxiety hits when they get home and they don't feel support from their family and that causes them to stress eat that's the issue Mm -hmm. and That's the thing that we have to focus on solving. And that's where I really encourage everybody to start their journey is think back like, okay, maybe you have lost 30 pounds and gained it back 10 different times. But to me, that's 10 lessons learned where you did a thing that worked. You did something that helped you lose 30 pounds. What can we pull away from that and put it in our new game plan? Then you also had 10 different times that something threw you off track. Let's learn to plan ahead for that put that in our game plan as well now we're moving forward with some momentum a game plan a little bit of structure and we can show up for those danger zones in a different way and and have a better chance of maybe not completely solving them but we're going to get a better result than we did before
0: right and i think that's something i really could relate to with your story is you didn't lose the 100 pounds over you know 60 days you lost it over five years so you know for myself it was always okay well i lost you know 75 pounds over a year that's pretty good but i didn't have a plan so i didn't continue and i kept doing the yo-yo diet thing and then i looked for that quick fix and i think going into an outside sales job i knew that there was going to be a lot of those danger zones and i would if i didn't you know become part of a community that allowed me or that gave me that support and that game plan and the support from you cuz you're a coach um I probably would feel miserable and I just keep doing the yo-yo dieting. I'd go away for a week and binge and then come home and, you know, do keto for a week. And yeah. so I like how you're not focused on one plan of eating.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's a question of the right tool for the right job. And you know, I've got friends in the vegan community and the keto community and the weight watchers community. And I've got clients that are in all those communities and you know, I'm and I, I tend to bounce around, I primarily have whole food as a basis. That's, that's important to me. Um, That hasn't really changed on my journey, but you know, keto, paleo, you know, sometimes I eat carbs, sometimes I don't. Uh, Intermittent fasting comes and goes a little bit, but you have to find the right tool for the right job. And for the people that I feel like just a, a bad decision to put the pressure on yourself to say, okay, keto, it has to be forever. This has to be the decision that fixes everything forever, nutritionally for me. And if not, <laughs> epic fail. Like, why would you do that? That's like me right. saying, I'm, I'm going to wear the same shirt every day and I got to like it. You know, and eventually you, you have to do some laundry. You know? it's right, like, exactly. And it doesn't make sense anymore. You know, there's a different occasion. You got to dress up, you got to change your clothes a little bit. The same thing happens with our nutritional style. So maybe during the summertime, your schedule is a certain way that really aligns with intermittent fasting and you rock it. And that's cool. Maybe the holiday season approaches and you, uh, you know, you need to fade back a little bit and open up your eating window or switch from keto to paleo and add a few carbs in there to get through. And that's cool too. It's better than, like you said, the yo-yo, the white switch on light switch off, you know, that transformation light switch syndrome is for real. And I see a lot of people really falling victim to that mindset where it's all or nothing. And that's what we have to avoid. We have to f- navigate that nice little happy medium area where we can have these different protocols and say, yeah, that works during this type of, of uh, stressful time or this time of year. And then we can switch back and forth and put together like a, a transformation puzzle.
0: Right. And I, you know, I was away last week at a trade show. By the way, the pants fit. I uh, got nice. into them, they did up. Um, you know, but after the first day I didn't, you know, I, I vaguely remembered how painful it can be standing on a concrete floor all day. Right. And so, uh, going to bed was really difficult. I tried to prioritize sleep, but the next morning, even though I'm doing intermittent fasting, I thought, okay, no, I've got to be on my game all day. I have had maybe five hours of sleep, so I got to just have breakfast and I'm going to try and stay with my calories because I have a plan to do the calorie cycling.
1: Yeah, and in those moments when you're off home base, you just got to make good decisions. You get you're gonna have to win at one good decision at a time. And you and I have talked about that before. And it's, and we're not gonna beat ourselves up about that. Like if you're on the road, you're at a trade show, and you and you made the exact right decision. It's like okay, I'm a little low on sleep, and if you think in the currency of willpower, like okay, I am low on sleep. Willpower starting lower than average already because I'm not. Filling it back up with uh, that sleep time. So then, if I'm tempted at, you know, they're like, let's go out to lunch or let's go and get ice cream or let's go, whatever, that's a real temptation. Like that could, you know, penetrate the armor. And um, so just eating and being full and being satiated makes sense. And a lot of people wouldn't do that. They're like, must stick to intermittent fasting. Or I <laughs> fail. And it's not like a pass fail deal. You know, just right. do the best for that day and you made the right choice. And like I'm just gonna eat. So that's gonna bring the willpower up a little bit and you're not gonna be hungry. Because if we're stressed, lack of sleep and hungry, you know, that's uh you know, my favorite new saying is the word stressed spelled backwards equals desserts and that's what's gonna happen uh if Ooh. if you're if you're, if your willpower <laughs> is low.
0: that's so true ice cream cheesecake ice cream is my weakness so
1: yes
0: (laughs) oh awesome um so the battle plan workbook i kind of wanted to talk about that because you can go to your website and um look that up download that for free um can you talk a bit about that because i think there's two parts of that i think the community is a huge part of that i mean it's okay to download it and fill it out but i think there's so much more to that whole
1: yeah yeah, so the battle plan workbook is a tool that I created. Um, I'm a fan of habits and processes, but I also understand that it's hard to implement a new uh, many new processes at the same time and create many new habits. So what I did was create one large habit of we're going to fill out this workbook every 28 days. That's all we have to worry about. We're going to fill it out, but there's lots of little processes and habits within that. So we don't have to focus on all these things where people are like, well, now I need to set some goals. And then I've got to figure out what nutrition plan I'm going to do and get in the habit of that. And then I've got to figure out what my exercise schedule is like and get in the habit of that. So the only habit we're really focusing on, the, the, the high level habit is filling out the workbook every 28 days, sitting down and it's going to force you to think through all the other processes and habits like setting up your nutrition plan, setting up something that we call your cheat bank, we're going to map out every transformation dangers on you have for the next 28 days. We're going to map out your recovery game plan, your exercise schedule. Uh, we have weekly uh, data that we fill in each each week to kind of map out the week in front of you and do a week in review. But to me, those showing up for ourselves and those attendance-based goals and habits, those are the key to winning the game where a lot of people will set a, a, a finish line goal like I want to lose a hundred pounds or I want to lose 50 pounds and that's great. But the goal we have to show up for is the attendance based goal. Like I need to fill out this workbook. So I have a plan every 28 days. And within that lots of little attendance and showing up for ourselves goals built into that and kind of baked into it. And that is, you know, cause we, we can't like, it's kind of like what you talked about earlier. You can't guarantee a result of like, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. And that's just how it is. And like, I just drove towards health to lose hundred pounds. Like every day I'm like, did I get healthier today? Did I make decisions in line with getting healthier? Then I'm cool with that. I didn't put any pressure on myself to lose a certain amount by a certain time. You know, I was just like, I'm just getting healthier. And if I'm doing that, then that's cool with me. And if it's not cool with somebody else, then I don't, Care people, um, you know, and that's how we have to be. You know, yeah. it, it's you want to be motivated by things and be psyched. Like every time you cross one of those ten pound barriers and you go from twenty to thirty or fifty to sixty, celebrate the hell out of that. But there's no deadline to getting healthy. Does
0: right. that make sense? It totally makes sense. You know, I have a goal of June first, which I put on purpose out. But for me, it's more of the journey. And do I have a plan to? Because, I mean, honestly, being out on the road can take a lot out of you, right? I mean, the trade shows are a killer. I literally, I don't drink anymore, but I felt super hungover when I got home late Saturday night because you're just emotionally drained, right? So um, having this podcast now and helping people, you know, talk to key players in the industry to figure out new habits and, you know, ideas on how to stay healthier. So If you were to pick the top three things that you would recommend to anybody traveling for a living, um, to stay healthy on the road, what would those be?
1: Great question, Tamar. Um, I think I alluded to it earlier, the willpower, think about that currency. And when you're on the road, you have to make sure, well, first off, set yourself up with a little bit of a willpower boost as you head out onto the road. So we to, that means lower stress environments. That means clean eating. That means things like meditation, you time. If you're traveling, try to take some of that time. And like, I love to meditate on the plane. Nobody knows I'm doing it. I close my eyes anyway. I think I'm sleeping. <laughs> uh, you know, audio books, learning, listening. Make a kind of a willpower replenishment bank, a, a list of things that you could do all day, every day, nonstop. And you could just, you just feel great as you do them. Maybe it's reading, maybe it's researching you know, financial stuff or whatever it is, whatever <laughs> just you geek out on, make a little bank of that and have that handy as you travel so that you can kind of replenish the tank. Obviously, sleep and things like that, super important. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be one thing, just be aware of the willpower situation so you can make better nutritional decisions especially. Um, the second thing is I would have a game plan and expectations that are based off of being what I call home court or whether you're off off home court when you're traveling. And those aren't the same thing. And that's very important because a lot of people that, that travel, especially work travel, it's like, well, normally my routine is I work out five days at the gym and these are the exact weights I lift and these are the machines and exercises that I do. And they go on the road and they beat themselves up because they aren't getting those specific workouts in because they can't they don't have access to it or they're like, it's noon on Wednesday and I'm supposed to have meal number three and I need a sweet potato. It's got to be an organic purple sweet potato, Adam. Why am I not able to do this? Uh, I just can't be healthy. And I'm just like, yo, it's different. Just eat eat something else that's healthy. You get fucking a and produce, and you're good. So we have to be willing to have. A Home court game plan and away game game plan, and be okay with that because we just have to be realistic, and I think the the third focus point or tip would be you know do the best that you can when you are on the road, but before you leave, have the game plan ready for when you get back it, especially if you travel a lot. I feel like that's super important, so maybe you're a week out and then a week back. Like before you leave for that week out, have the week back mapped out because we don't want to waste that week that you are on your home court and figuring things out, all right? So use before, even some of your travel time, like, okay, here's what I'm meal prepping. Here is when I'm working out. I've booked those sessions with my trainer or my group fitness or whatever. Here's when what I'm meeting people to work out. Um, just have that all mapped out so you just walk into it and really take advantage of that time when you do have time on on home base and really crush that as much as possible and you know you get into a rhythm i know that tomorrow you're really good at uh just kind of scouring the the area and like okay here's a grocery store i can do here's some healthy places to eat here's a good gym Like get the lay of the land if you're going back and forth to similar locations quite often um and just start to kind of map out all the uh the points that 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 i laid there but i think if you can focus on those three areas then you're going to have some success.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so key foods, I mean, I, you know, saw you down in Huntington Beach, when you're bringing things with you because maybe you're somewhere where they might be vegan and you're not. <laughs> um, you know what kind of things do you bring with you just so you're prepared and you may not reach for those bag of chips or something easy.
1: Yeah, well, it's I don't know any nutritional protocol that says you should not eat protein. So having some sort of protein source, you know, whether you're vegan or not, that's, that's dependent <laughs> on like what type of protein that is. Um, but with me, I love the keto brick, uh, it helps me with my ketogenic diet it Has perfect macro profiles that travel super easy. It's a thousand calories, which is, and if you buy them in bulk, you're getting it for like six or seven bucks and it's you know for that many calories to have it that cheap that's a steal. I'm, I'm very frugal as well. Um, <laughs> so a minimalist. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, having a thousand calorie keto brick, like on my trip to Huntington beach, I just packed, you know, I was, I was out in California for about a week. I was making sure I had at least one brick per day to cover a thousand of my calories that I know will be perfectly, uh, in line with my ketogenic lifestyle. Then when I, when I get there, a uh, grocery shop, find some sort of, you know, non-perishable meat, uh, you know, jerky, macadamia nuts, uh, things like that. And then if we can, you know, when I go out to eat, I usually get some, some sort of a salad with meat on top um, that, uh, you know, that way I get my produce in, get some, some good healthy fiber and things like that. But I'm I'm used to doing it where it's, it's not a big deal and I'm not going to really like I don't even, I don't track my macros when I am on the road. So I'm not going to stress out about that. Like I know that when I get a salad, it's going to be some sort of fish or beef or chicken or whatever and vegetables. And I'm going to ask him for an extra side of olive oil that I'm going to dump on there to get my fats in (laughs) and we're good to go. You know, and and as long, I try to not be hungry um, because of the whole willpower thing is that leads, you know, even I'm susceptible to that, even though I'm a uh, a ninja in the the weight loss community at this point. And, and I'm coaching other people, but, you know, if I'm a little bit hangry and I'm a little bit sleepy and you put some ice cream in front of me, it's going down, you know, and that's just <laughs> yeah. the way it is. You know? Oh,
0: I hear you brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ice cream is going down tomorrow.
0: <laughs> it's the same for me. <laughs> Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. And I was just teasing Alice and Melody because she is vegan and I have absolutely nothing against vegans. So I just, you know, if, if I'm around people who don't eat certain things that I do, I have to always make sure that I'm prepared as well, just because yeah. you never know. Right. I mean, I now actually have one of the keto bricks in my bag when I travel anywhere. And I think I also bring the RX bars just in yeah. case. So I make sure I have a few on those on hand just in, just in case I need them. Yeah.
1: And that's a great idea too, just to have that kind of break glass in case of emergency keto brick and have those, uh, you know, stashed around in, in various locations. You know, if you work in an office space where you can remove the ceiling tiles and just shove a few up in there, you know, and you know, whatever it takes. It's not a bad
0: idea. That's not a bad idea.
1: Why is Tamar crawling around the ceiling panels again?
0: She's lost one of her RX bars. She needs
1: quality fats.
0: <laughs> so I wanted to ask you a question about intermittent fasting, because that's something that I just recently started about, I yep. think, eight or nine weeks ago. Is that something you would recommend to somebody traveling just because I've found it beneficial? Um, but I've just started doing it myself. So I'm, I'm just kind of new into it.
1: Yeah, I think if you have a good nutritional foundation, which you do, um, adding intermittent fasting in there, is a great idea. And if you travel and if you feel like you can control and not stress out about your eating window, cause maybe normally your eating window is 11 to seven, but you're on the road or you're on a plane and it gets weird. Like you gotta be okay with eating when you can eat and then figuring it out from there and not be like, Oh, now my health is ruined. I've, I've screwed up my eating window for a day. Like we can't stress out about that. And, um, maybe when you're at where you need to be for work, then you can get your, your eating window lined up. But, and that's, that's something too. A lot of people feel like they need to fit into some expert's eating window that they recommend. And I feel like the key is finding the thing that fits best for you. And I've tried all kinds of different intermittent fasting, eight-hour eating windows. And what works for me really nicely is 9 to 5, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And that fits my lifestyle. It fits my workout schedule um but you almost hear you hear like zero people recommend a 9 to 5 eating window it's always like 11 to 7 or noon to 8 uh but to me I like to uh, get an early morning workout and have my first meal right after that and then I like to be done eating several hours so my food can digest before I go to bed and right. that makes me feel really good so that and that works with my social schedule you know I've got kids so I do nothing in the evenings and uh besides watch Disney movies. I'm I'm good, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I go to bed. I think I start winding down at about seven and come eight o'clock, I hope that my I'm sleeping, Um, you know, just because four o'clock rolls around. And that is one of the things that I was never really good at because I've always heard, well, you don't need, you know, eight hours of sleep. You don't, you should get four hours of sleep, all this kind of thing. But now I've been playing around with it, especially on the road. I make sure that I'm done what I need to do so that I can have a proper amount of sleep. And it's made a world of a difference.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the best parts about being on the road is like, you know, unless you got a roommate, you can go bed whenever you want. And that's, exactly. that's kind of like take advantage of that, people. You know, <laughs> I can read put a any book. Kids to bed you go to bed. You know, yeah. It's amazing, it's amazing the books
0: I read. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that is one thing I wanted to ask you. What is, for people out there that, you know, I'm going to promote the shit out of Kindle because I love my Kindle. Now I've read so many books. If you could recommend a book right now, um, that has really just been great for you. That's really kind of set with you. What would you recommend?
1: Oh, you know, I read so many books. (laughs) I mean the one, the, the, the book that I recommend like always and forever is called the one thing. Um, that by Gary Keller, Jay Papasan, it's like it's the only book I've read cover to cover three times in a row, just without reading anything else. It uh, is amazing, especially for people that need to figure out what they should be doing to get results uh, and kind of create the life that they want. Um, there's uh, an audio book that I really love because it aligns with my life goals. It's called "Playing with Fire." Um, I just listened to it for the second time in I, I, I knocked it out in like three days. Um, and not to be, there's also a documentary out called play, same guy playing with fire there, but not to be confused with the movie with John Cena about firefighters playing with fire, different movie. Um, but <laughs> so. the, the book is really good. Fire stands for financial independence, Re- retirement early. Uh, so it's people that are trying to, uh, become financially independent or, or at a, or retire from working in their thirties and forties, which I'm super interested in. Um, you know, the whole minimalism thing, uh, the whole getting rid of debt as, as early as possible. I am really, really interested in all that stuff. So that's, uh, if you're kind of looking to get a grip on your lifestyle and finances, that's a great book as well.
0: Oh, excellent. Yeah. And I know I spent a lot of time in the car. So podcasts and audiobooks have become a big deal. Yep. <laughs> so obviously how can people reach you? That's, you know, we want to know all the different ways people can reach you.
1: Yeah. So I'll give you two websites and one social media platform. If you're into the whole, let's get healthy thing, go to millionpoundmission.com. Um, they're all, you know, that's the hub where you can branch out into the, my podcast, uh, Million Pound Mission Podcast, all the, all the links are there. Um, any of the I've got a lot of free resources. That's where you can go for the Battle Plan Workbook, all that stuff, millionpoundmission.com. If you are into the podcasting game, you can go to castingthepod.com, and that's where uh, my podcast is about podcasting. And uh, social media platform, Instagram at Million Pound Mission. That's where everything's at. And when you follow me, you'll probably get a voice direct message from me, uh, saying hello and thanking you for, uh, following my account. That's, that's something I've been doing, uh, with everybody that, uh, that I can, that's if, unless you have a private account then I can't message you. So <laughs> you miss out.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. The great messages are fantastic. It's, you know, just, I mentioned that the first time I reached out to you, I was like, yes, he actually responded to me yeah. personally. And it's yep. a big deal, right? Because you always think, well, maybe it's their assistant, maybe it's something. So just the fact that you've done this now, is it called boom, boom or.
1: Bomb, 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 boom, boom, boom,
0: boom. Boom,
1: boom, boom, But no, I, I send the, uh, if I get an email, I will send a video response through bomb, bomb, because I like people to know that it's me and that I'm, Interacting on a personal level. And then on Instagram, I always send a, a voice message so that you know it's me. And uh, I get it's fun because I get a lot of messages back, and people are like, Whoa, I've never been messaged by somebody. Like, uh, you know, they, they always try to figure out, like, Is it a bot? Is it a, how is he doing this? I'm like, No, I just push the button, and I record it with my voice. That's how I'm doing it. One at a time. Real high tech.
0: <laughs> One at a time. Oh uh, well, I want to thank you so much for being my first interview, Adam. I mean, you're you know a coach to me. You've now become a mentor, and I definitely couldn't have done any of this without you. And so, I just want to thank you for that. But uh, I really appreciate you coming on my show today.
1: Awesome! Thanks so much, Tamar. I'm just so proud of you for doing this. I know that it takes a certain level of courage to get your message out there, and decide that you want to help influence and impact and help other people grow. And so you're doing a great thing. And all you guys that are listening in, uh, if you w- if you got anything out of this, the way you could kind of put a tip in the tip jar of uh, tomorrow and Adam here is go into Apple podcasts, leave her a five-star rating and review, mention my interview as your very favorite one. And that will make me feel good about myself. But uh, more importantly, that really helps with uh, us as podcasters. It kind of helps us get boosted in the rankings and, more people get to hear about the show. So that's, that's super important. And if you really, really, really liked it, share with buddy and uh, let them know that they need to tune in and check out what Tamar has to say. So thanks for sharing your platform with me here today, Tamar.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. It was so much fun interviewing Adam. Like I said, he's got a ton of information to share, so I can't wait to get him on for a part two. And go check out his podcast, The Million Pound Mission. I think you'll get a lot out of it, especially if you're interested in the health and wellness industry. And you know, if you have any ideas for the show, things you want to hear, make sure you reach out. Uh, you can reach me via email. Info at theroadtohealth.me. You can also send me a DM on Instagram at the Road to Health PC, as in podcast. And I will respond there as well. And of course, all my contact information is located on my website as well as links to previous shows. So check that out, www.theroadtohealth.me. And until next time, enjoy your travels. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Road to Health podcast. Of course, your support means the world to me. So if you like my show, make sure you hit subscribe so you can keep up to date and not miss out on a single episode. I love to hear from my listeners and get feedback. So if you have any ideas for future shows, make sure you send me an email at info at theroadtohealth.me and be sure to check out my website, www.theroadtohealth.me where you can sign up to receive the latest news as well as get a free copy of my five tips to staying healthy on the road. You can also find all my social media links there and email information. So make sure you reach out and until next time, enjoy your travels.